Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome into another episode of Dan Dan Tony Sports. My name is Dan Snyder, joined tonight by the original cast of Misfits, Dan O'Shea, Tony Casper. Gents, how you doing? Wonderful. Doing it up, doing it in. Yep, that is great to hear. Ah, oh, man, we've got the NFL draft coming up one week from tomorrow night is the first round. Uh, yeah, the first round of the 2022 NFL Draft. And this is one of the... I'm going to disagree with a lot of experts here. This is one of the worst drafts, top to bottom, that I've ever seen. All right? We're getting people now saying, oh, it's actually pretty deep. After the combine, oh, Malik Willis is looking like a, a very good first-round quarterback after all. So he looks good against nobody, and we're just going to disregard what he did against players? Like, that's why the combine, I think, is one of the dumbest things. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. If you keep looking at a pile of crap long enough, you're going to start seeing parts of it that are like, you know what, that's not so bad. There are, in my opinion, maybe 10 players in this draft that I think are truly first-round draft pick Worthy, um, especially looking at last year with COVID, a lot of players left early. Guys like Micah Parsons, Panay Sewell, they sat out, entered the draft early. And a lot more did that because of COVID, which means that this draft class, in my opinion, is going to suffer because guys like Micah Parsons would have been in this draft class guys like Jamar Chase would have been in this draft class so looking at that I I'm struggling to find like I said more than 10 players that I think are worth a first round draft pick in this class obviously you've got uh Evan Neal who is a monster uh you've got Kayvon Thibodeau you've got Aiden Hutchinson Kyle Hamilton who I, I'm probably going to steal your thunder, Tony, but if the Giants don't draft um, Kyle Hamilton, then they failed. <laughs> uh, he's, he's on a very short list. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a need, so I'm not going to give anything away. But, yeah, he's, he's quality. Yeah, he's, in my opinion, he's the, the best, honestly, the 
the Giants, I'm going to do your job for you, should draft Sauce and Kyle Hamilton. That that right there is what they should do. But um, secondary <laughs> picks. Yeah. But I mean, in, in reality, it very well could be with those with those two moves. Considering the the loss of Bradbury, you're gonna. I mean, it's gonna have to be addressed. I mean. I know that there's going to be a, a temptation to go rusher, and they got to do something for the offensive line because, I mean, we can't just keep staring at it, but we'll get into it. Yeah. Uh, yeah keep, keep going on your list of your 10. I want to hear how this plays out. Oh, so uh, the 10 uh, players that I think are draft-worthy. Hold on. Let me pull up the list. But there are so many that I really, even ones that are going to be drafted ahead of the 10 that I list, um, I, I really just don't understand. They're going to be drafted out of need, not necessarily skill? Yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah, 100%. So the 10 that I think are worth drafting, Aiden Hutchinson out of Ishigan. Um mm-hmm. I got that for you, Tony, no M's. Derek yep, Stingley, Derek Stingley, Sauce Gardner, Ikem Ikwanu, uh, Evan Neal, Kayvon Thibodeau, Kyle Hamilton, Jamison Williams. Um, then we get to Garrett Wilson. Okay, I'm sorry. There's 12. Chris Olave, uh, Jahan Dotson, and Tyler Lindbaum. Those are... The ones that I think are going to be absolute smashes. Guys like N'Kobe Dean, he'll probably be good. But if this were a different year, I don't think he's a first-round draft pick. And if he is, he's certainly not going to be in the top 20. Uh, let's see. Sky Moore. What a, I, I just don't understand uh, him. Zion Johnson, Tyler Smith, uh, Travis Jones, uh, George Pickens, Malik Willis. I'm just now going through a list uh, of the 32 uh, Jermaine Johnson, Jalen Petre. Uh, there are very few names on here that I sit back and I think these players would be drafted in the first round in 2021 or in 2023. It's 2022. It, we've lost a lot of talent and there's a strong sophomore class in college this year. They're in an in-between position. It's it's weird, you know what? but that's where we're at. I think that a lot of the chaos we're seeing this year in players moving around is because of that, because of what you're saying. Like the analysis obviously want to hype it up because they don't want nobody not watching the draft and they might make it sound like it's better than it really is. But in the same fact, like NFL GMs clearly are doing so many moves around free agency and trading and stuff like that that it seems like they obviously know, listen, we're not getting what we need to get in the draft. Like, it's going to be highly unlikely unless you're one of the top 16 teams drafting that need something and are willing to trade up. You're probably not getting it, and you're going to take a lot of chances on people who either are going to be role players or you're trying to do a dart throw and hope it hits a good number. Yeah, like I said, there are going to be players, obviously, that are drafted later, uh, that are going to be just absolute steals. Couple players coming to mind: um, uh, John Mechie, the wide receiver from Alabama. If he it wasn't coming off of a huge injury, it's going to affect his speed. Uh, he would be 
I, I'd say one of the 10, 10 to 12 that are worth drafting. Uh, going. Yeah, but this isn't a good, this is not a good year for names. You're going to, you're going to see a lot of role players and you know what? You're going to see a lot of guys. You're going to find out maybe later down the line, you're going to, you're definitely going to find out the guys that are, have the work ethic and are able to compete at the NFL level being drafted probably in later rounds versus guys that were selected higher just because there just wasn't a lot of talent at the top. Yeah. Um, it's going into like the sixties. There are, you know, Trey McBride quality tight end. He could probably be someone that sneaks up, plays well. Uh, Nick cross from Maryland, the safety, uh, he's someone that I could see, you know, being one of those shining diamonds in the piles of shit that is this draft. Um, so there are options out there. Just as a whole, I'm just not impressed with this draft. Like, the quarterbacks are terrible. Malik Willis, Matt Corral, Carson Strong, Desmond Ritter. It's a bad draft for quarterbacks, and there are a lot of quarterback needy teams. Uh, you could have told me that those were actors, and I'd believe you. <laughs> Look at guys like, you know, Davis Mills and, like, where he went last year, and he'd be, like, he'd be oh, right he'd be up the there. First quarterback the off the board. Yeah. yeah. He'd be the first um, quarterback off the board. The one area I think this draft is is decent is uh, is wide out. I think there's no, you know, there's no Jamar Chase or anything like that in this. I disagree uh, with that. Wide receiver class, but I think... I think there is some decent depth, and a couple of teams will hit on guys in the second round. Beyond the second round, though, yeah, this this draft gets super, super dicey after that. And, and most of these most of these guys don't seem like they're much above what you'll be able to find in a undrafted free agent. The best quality positions in this draft are wide receiver and corner. Those are the two deep, in my opinion. Some people are going to say offensive line. I disagree. I don't think there's... I, I, there's there's actually a lot of tight ends in this draft as well. Yeah. But they're not... I don't know that you could call them quality, but I feel like they could be serviceable to a lot of teams because in the NFL, there's, there's, there are tight ends that are like... I mean, we're talking about... Oh, Evan Ingram's a great tight end. No, he's not. Evan Ingram... No, this, league, this league is lacking for great tight ends. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I'm going to say something, and Tony, I'm not trying to stroke your ego or anything. I do think there's a Justin Jefferson or a Jamar Chase in this draft, and his name is Garrett Wilson. He's so fucking good. He is... Garrett Wilson is very good. So is Chris Olave. You have to to understand the maturity of Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson are the two things that are the selling features as far as them, because they both chose to come back for the fourth year. And they're just so talented. All they do is get open. Olave, to me, is nowhere near as good as Wilson. And Olave's still the second or third best wide receiver in the draft. I think Garrett Wilson is head and shoulders above everybody else. He's fast. He's big. He's strong. He'll run through you. He'll run around you. He'll go over you. And he's the only wide receiver in the draft that I could see playing a similar role to DeAndre Hopkins, the guy who's going to either get you that jump ball touchdown or he's going to go through you to get the touchdown. Yeah, and the other thing that both of them have is that the one thing I loved about our class last year is the fact that they were great route runners. So, Mm -hmm. 
I mean, they're just whatever Brian Hartline is doing down there with those guys because Smith and Jigma still. I mean, he's still so young and has so much talent. Whatever Brian Hartline's doing at that team, Brian Hartline should be a wide receiver coach for the rest of his fucking life. <laughs> yeah, um, it's he's doing a really good job, and they're just churning out talent after talent. From Miguel the, Cabrera is one hit closer to the three thousand club. He just hit two nine nine eight. Nice, good for him. Um. Anyways, yeah i I think Chris Olave is a very good wide receiver, but I think Garrett Wilson is just a fucking freak. Is the only way I can put it. Uh, yeah, no, he, he's very talented wide receiver. He's so good. Uh. Anyways. Let's um we'll talk more about the draft when we do a mock draft next week. We're going to do the first round. Um but tonight we're just basically here to talk about our favorite teams and who we think they should draft. Um and obviously, we're going to have to make it realistic because if I think the Cowboys need an offensive lineman, there's no way they're getting Evan Neal without moving up. All right. So <laughs> so let's uh let's try and keep it a little realistic which for you two shouldn't be too hard because you're picking twice in the top 10 cowboys have to wait until pick 24 yeah so let's see who wants to go first um i can since the jets are you're picking first. before all of us <laughs> yeah um congratulations again i guess yeah, Jets obviously have a lot of needs, um, and there's some top-end talent here. It's really going to depend who, who the first three picks are uh, as to who the Jets go with. Obviously, if Hutchinson, for some reason, falls, we would, of course, take him. Um, if he's gone, then there's still uh, Trayvon Walker and Kayvon Thibodeau. Obviously, I love Thibodeau. Dude, Thibodeau's um, had a fall from grace. For most of the year, he was the number one overall pick. The brakes on this. I still believe in Thibodeau. His injury really dropped people's consideration from him. But it, let's not take away from the talent that that guy, that man was. Oregon could have been a completely different team if he was healthy the whole year. Yeah, um, and it seems that fall from grace was overstated, and I I, I think it was mostly smokescreen season. Um, because now apparently he's locked to the Lions at number two, according to Vegas, which is frustrating. Um, if neither of those three um, DEs are available, then I think the Jets probably go with um, a guy like Ikem uh, Ekwanu. Um, not our biggest need anymore, offensive line, but a uh, ton of talent there. Um, or, or Evan Neal, either, either or. Um, Equano f- probably fits us a little bit better, um, but I think they're both uh, very talented offensive linemen, and top O-lines tend to do good things for the rest of the offense. Um, there's also, you know, our secondary is in need of help, so there's also some consideration of uh, Sauce Gardner or uh, Derek Stingley. Um but I would think they would do that at, if they were going to do one of those guys, I think they would do that at 10. Same thing with Kyle Hamilton. Um, we also need wide receivers. So there is some consideration for Garrett Wilson or Jamison Williams or Drake London at 10, not at four at all, for sure. Um, uh, and 
Debo trade rumors, and, and you know we were linked to Tyreek Hill, so it's pretty obvious the Jets want a veteran wide receiver if they can get one, um, if they can trade for one. But if not, I think they do take one. Um, definitely, we have four top forty picks, so, so definitely at thirty five or thirty eight. If they don't, but my my suspicion is that they go. Um, Kayvon Thibodeau at four, and then the best wideout available at ten, whether that's Wilson, London, or um, Jameson Williams. Um, <clears throat> and um, yeah, that's that's about our biggest need. Tight end was a need, but got addressed. Offensive line was a much bigger need, got addressed. Uh, a lot of a lot of needs did get addressed, but we still have some definite deficiencies. Okay, agreed. Um... Now, I'm going to sidetrack for a second because it's hard to tell what a team is going to do until they do it. Um, For example, Mitch Trubisky getting drafted at two when the Bears traded up to draft him. Just mind-boggling. Things like that do happen. Um, And so I'm doing a mock draft with a group of people, and I'm the Jaguars. Now, I'm struggling to determine who I should draft because should I take best player available or what I think is going to make the team the best? Um, Because if it's best player available, uh, it's going to be, according to the the quote-unquote experts, it's going to be Aiden Hutchinson going number one overall. But if I'm the Jaguars and I know that I just invested all this money into my offense... There's no way I'm not drafting Evan Neal at one overall. There's no way I'm not protecting Sunshine so that yeah, we can get yeah. our super fucking rich wide receiver uh, the ball. <laughs> um, yeah, I wouldn't be super shocked. Duddy Peterson has also said, you know, has, has highlighted the importance of offensive line um and it wouldn't it you know i would not be shocked at all if they if they did go neil you know first overall Um, yeah that wouldn't be a surprise to me either although i mean hutchinson is probably the best and surest bet out of a pick that you can get but i mean like i said if you're in that top 10 you're probably gonna get a sure thing but Neil makes a lot of sense if you want to protect him. Although I think, I think that Detroit would be more than thrilled if that's the case, and Hutchinson falls to them. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. of course. Any any and that would just throw a wrench in everything because everybody's going to be like, "What the hell just happened? Why did Neil go three? But oh, that'd, be, that'd be great as long as it's not D E D E D E before the Jets, and we can take one of the top three. I'll be happy. I want a defensive end. I do. I, if it's not, if, I mean, if it's not three or dawn, then I don't want it at, at four. I, I don't want the fourth best defensive end in this draft. All right. See, now yeah. Here's the thing for me that, that backfires. I guess this would be a good segue for me then. Sure. Um, because if that's the way that it breaks down, like – as long as you could, if you could get away with that, like for us, like I feel like for us in the first pick that we're going to be taking, 
it's probably going to be an alignment in some way, shape, or form because there, it it's the same it's the same story every. It's like literally living in fucking Groundhog's Day <laughs> with the Giants every draft day. Is oh, we need an alignment, and I love Evan Neal. I don't think that he'll fall. I think that if what Dan's saying, because you're Dan, you make a good point that Jacksonville should probably protect <laughs> their biggest asset and their biggest thing that they have on that team uh, and give him some kind of chance. Even if they don't take him, I have a feeling that Houston's probably going to try and grab him. Yeah. Because Houston's going to have to have some kind of protection. Houston needs everything, so why wouldn't they take a guy at that position? Um, so I have a feeling that the Giants will probably go the way of um, Ikeem most likely to get him because they're kind of selecting him to widely be a a starting lineman and plug and play. Obviously we've heard the, the um, reasoning with um, Daniel Jones. He hasn't had protection. Well, we've got to figure out what he is. Well, you're not going to figure out what he is unless he has protection. The second way that I would go is when we were talking about it early. You lost Bradbury. Now, I know we want an edge guy, but I don't think picking where we do at five and seven, I don't think that you're going to have an edge guy available that you really want to go out and grab. There's a couple of guys. There's a couple of guys I do like. Like we mentioned earlier, I like Hamilton. He'd be a great person to have as a strong safety. Um, Especially after losing Jabril. What's that? Especially after losing Jabril. Yeah, exactly. Um, He went to a shit school anyway. But, um... (laughs) um, He went to Michigan. (laughs) Yeah. But there's other guys that I do like. With losing Bradbury at corner, like, I like Ahmad Gardner out of Cincinnati. Sauce. He's a big dude that can body almost anybody. And, and he's I never think that he would what's that? Uh in his entire college career he has not allowed a touchdown. Yeah. But he again, to me he kind of seems to almost resemble a bigger version of Revis. Um Revis was good because he was scrappy, but this dude is good because he's like, Listen, I can run with you and I can body with you. Like, I don't care what you want to do. He's like, Yeah, you might get a catch on me here or there, but you're not gonna beat me. So did you see I do who was, like him. Did you see whose pro comp was? No. Namdi Asamoah. Really? Yep. Huh. Yep. Um, but there are other good quarterbacks, although I don't know. like, Because at that point, Hamilton, Gardner, I think Gardner would probably be the best pick, although Hamilton leadership-wise, ensuring up and having a guy that overlooks the whole thing would probably be better for the defense as a whole. Um, but, I mean, you also have Derek Singletary at that spot. He's a very good cornerback out of LSU, and that's what apparently cornerback and somehow wide receiver you. I don't know how the hell that happened. I mean, there's, there's also McDuffie, who I'm not that high on, but a lot of people are. That corner. Yeah, but I don't. I don't trust that in Washington in the Pac-12. I just don't. No offense to Oregon because you guys dominate that division for the most part. Other than other than really Oregon and a couple of other teams here and there, that that Pacific 
that Pacific Coast does not offer me much com- competition, in my opinion. Yeah, I, um, I agree. So I have a hard time trusting somebody who's you only have two years of tape on that. So I really wouldn't. I would probably go with someone that is more, um, more seasoned, especially with Gardner and Singletary being both juniors. Um, and same thing with Hamilton. So I wouldn't be upset with any one of those. And then if they want to surprise me, you want to you want to protect Daniel Jones. You want to get the pressure off of um, Saquon Barkley. Well, you sure up your lineman first, and you know what? You get him a toy. Maybe reach and get Garrett Wilson right there. Yeah. Because you give him something. Because if anything. He should know from working with Josh Allen that, you know, what me what allowed Josh Allen to take that next step forward? Giving him a prime wide receiver in Stefan Diggs. Give him a prime wide receiver or what could be a prime wide receiver and should be a prime wide receiver in Garrett Wilson. Because he's still gonna be on the board at seven at that point. Or should be. Yeah. But he's like not gonna that. last much longer than that, and you're not gonna get another wide receiver like that when you pick sec in the second round. It's just not gonna happen. Exactly. Now and you're not going to get him. You're not going to get him in trade unless you're going to go out and get Debo Samuel right now. Which, in my opinion, I honestly think that Garrett Wilson might end up having a better career than Debo Samuel. I feel like Debo Samuel had to do a lot in San Francisco because there wasn't a lot of options out in San Francisco. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Dan O'Shea, I uh, just want to you know since we're representing our teams today, I will make this trade offer with you. Um, you need a defensive end. We'll trade you Demarcus Lawrence and a third round pick. And in return, we want Mackay Becton in your first round pick. One of your first round picks. Um, what's I, I would have to look into contract details and stuff to so that. Like I like Lawrence, but um. <laughs> I don't think there's a chance we're doing that unless he's got a great contract I'm not aware of. Oh, no, he's got a massive contract. <laughs> no, no, he's wildly overpaid. <laughs> so I was thinking, I was like, I'm, I haven't paid attention to too much of the Cowboys stuff, but I feel like Lawrence had a really, really crazy contract. I, for some, My gut was telling me I don't like it. <laughs> Um, considering how much or how well Demarcus Lawrence has played his entire career and how late in his career it is, you can guarantee that he is the guy from fucking Monopoly right now. Dude, he got yeah. that massive contract. What, like, what was that two years ago? He just got a massive contract like six weeks ago. <laughs> no way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they were trying oh to re. God, that's right. They were trying to restructure oh God, contracts dude, to keep Randy Gregory, and his was one of them. He ended up getting more fucking money. <laughs> and you, you paid him instead of, yeah, instead of Gregory. Oh, no, no, yeah, no. Okay, now it's all coming back. The, the way they did his contract gave him more money and saved the Cowboys money. His his restructure <laughs> gave them everything they needed to keep Randy Gregory. <laughs> and he just couldn't do it. Try, try and pull the wool over your eyes thinking that you forgot. Yeah. <laughs> it's oh, a, my God. And you gave him $30 million guaranteed. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say no to that. Uh, you know, we would we, Dan, maybe, I, give I, you a, maybe give Dan, you a second-round pick. <laughs> I hate to be the bearer of bad news, bud, but I don't even think that Matt 
Madden would let you go through with that. Oh, uh, maybe. I mean, try it. <laughs> yeah. I, what was the, what was the deal that happened so long ago? I I forget what deal it was. The DeAndre Hopkins like, for David Johnson deal. Oh yeah, yeah. That yeah. trade where it was like this deal where they wouldn't even accept it in Madden. Yeah, even on like easy mode, they're like, "This is a joke, right?" They're yeah. like, "No, no, keep trying there, you you future GM. You'll get it, you ten year old." Well, you need is the guy that apparently wants to get fired, and uh, you're golden. Well, I mean, that's what you got to look for. You got to look for some guy who's fucking on his way out, and he's like, you know what? Before I leave here, I'm going to burn this place to the ground. All right, let's uh... look for the. Uh, you need to look for the Milton of people. That's an office space reference for people who don't know. <laughs> if you haven't seen that movie, you should. And I don't want to talk to you if you haven't. All right, let's uh, let's finish this up. We got about ten more minutes. Let's talk about the Cowboys. Get our this week in sports history done, and then we'll be out of here. Okay. Let's do it. All right, Cowboys have quite a few different needs depending on who you ask. My opinion, the bit, the three biggest are offensive line, particularly guard, maybe center. Uh, Terrence Steele, I think, did fine enough to give him a chance to start. Uh, Tyron Smith, I think, should be replaced, but there's no tackles, I think, at 24 that are going to be draftable. Um, Connor Williams is gone. Connor McGovern's not that good, even though he's a Penn State guy. Uh, Could also use defensive end. Because Randy Gregory's gone. I do like Osa uh, Odeizua. I like him better on the inside. Him and Brent Urban on the inside with uh, Randy Gregory and uh, Demarcus Lawrence was killer for the Cowboys the few times it happened. Um, And also linebacker. Those are the three positions I'm going to focus on. People keep saying the Cowboys need a wide receiver. I'm fine going in with CeeDee Lamb, Michael Gallup, James Washington as the three main receivers in Dallas. Um, So I'm not going to spend any time on wide receiver. So really it's offensive line, defensive line, and linebacker. Offensive line, the first name that comes to mind, Tyler Lindbaum, the center, um, is someone that I think the Cowboys at 24 could potentially draft. Um... Let's see. Also, going to the guard, Zion Johnson, who I'm not high on. I'm not high on Zion. Uh, Kenyon Green uh, are two names to also watch for. I'm just telling you right now, I'm not going to be excited no matter who the Cowboys draft. So, so. Well, I mean, you're, you're talking about drafting outside of that position where you talk that there was quality. Like, you're really going to have to go with what your need is and really just skim to find the best one available at your need at that point. Yeah, I also feel like you said this before, and then you guys managed to somehow get CeeDee Lamb, so... Well, yeah, no one thought CeeDee Lamb was going to drop out of the top ten. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know. Well, always drops, so if you guys can capitalize on that, then you'll, you'll be pretty close. Yeah, but that was, that was picking at 17. We're picking at 24 this year. <laughs> Dude, I don't want to hear it. My team drafted Daniel Jones. <laughs> reaching and you're fighting CD Lamb falling into your lap to the point that you're like Amari Cooper who don't need him anymore. Yeah, yeah. trade him for a bag of peanuts. Yeah, uh, 
about his replacement in the draft, and you're going to want a contract so you can get the hell out. Yeah. Um, going to defensive end, two names that really stick out for the Cowboys at 24. Uh, one was injured, the other is my guy. One's from Penn State, one's from Michigan. Uh, David Ojabo, who is going to fall because of his injury as well. It was a nasty injury at the Pro Day. Or not the Pro Day, the Senior Bowl. Yeah, uh, really yeah, nasty injury. Yeah, that, that, that hurts. Hate to see that right. to... Otherwise, he's probably a top 10 pick. Yeah, you hate to see that happen, especially at a senior, like a senior Bowl. Like, yeah. that, the, the guy's really... Like, I understand the need to want to be there and everything, but, like, sometimes, like... It's that argument which I can understand if somebody's playing in a who gives a shit bowl that, like, if you're a pro prospect, like, I'm not doing that. Right. Uh, like, I don't give a shit if it's a Topeka fucking peanut bowl or who gives a shit. Like, I, no, no. The Goodyear Bowl, nope, not happening. <laughs> the North Carolina First and Flight Bowl, no, who cares? Exactly. No. No. Uh, the other defensive end, uh, my boy Arnold Evacati from Penn State. Wouldn't mind seeing another Penn State player going to Dallas. Uh, that being said, I guess I will talk for a second about a wide receiver. Jahan Dotson, he'll be available. Um, but also, linebacker, the only linebacker at 24 that'll be there is probably N'Kobe Dean. Uh, again, not a huge fan, played on that Georgia defense that I felt he was a product of a great defense, and not that that defense was great because of him. Uh, but that's just my opinion. If the Cowboys want to make me happy, what they'll do is they'll trade into the top ten and then go get a guy like Evan Neal to fix the offensive line. Or maybe uh, Kyle Hamilton, I like him a lot. Uh, or maybe they can draft Jaquan Brisker, the safety from Penn State. But you're, most likely... You're go- trading into the top 10 to get someone like Hamilton would be huge for you guys because your biggest weakness that I've seen from you guys has been your secondary. Like, you guys can light the board up, but it just seems like it's a complete fly zone I, in Dallas. Oh, I disagree. Yeah. Uh, I disagree. I think outside of Anthony Brown's defensive pass interference, the secondary has been mostly fine. Jaron Curse proved that he's a quality starter. Uh, we got to see what's going to happen with the other safety uh, position because there's four guys really that are that are in the mix. Um, but Trevon Diggs, I know he gave up a bunch of yards, but he had a fucking eleven to three interception to touchdown ratio. Um, and then, yeah, Diggs, was, Diggs was solid for you, but yeah, I mean, I I would still I would still take a safety position like that. I mean, if you you, you say there's four guys vying for the position, you could eliminate two right there if you got Hamilton. But that being also said, I think if you what I find interesting actually of what you said was your boy there from uh, Penn State. Now, if you guys go and get him. Now you can start building around Micah Parsons being the leader because he's already played with Micah. He knows who he is. And just from watching Hard Knocks last year, Micah Parsons is not the person that's going to shut up. Oh, he's so good, though. (laughs) But he he backs everything up that he says, but he is very vocal. He's... How often do you see rookies yelling at coaches about not getting enough playing time in preseason games? 
Uh, not many. Not like, many. dude, you're our first round pick. We don't want to abuse you. And he's like, shut up and put me in. I didn't ask for that opinion. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to end this here. Do our this week in sports history and get on out because uh, we are just about out of time. So that being said, this week in sports history found on onthisday.com on April eighteenth. 1946, Jackie Robinson debuts as the second baseman for the Montreal Royals. Jackie Robinson, amazing man. All right, legendary. Yep. Amen. And was uh, and was uh, recently Jackie Robinson Day. Yep. Actually, it might have been on Patriots Day. The yeah. Site of the greatest pizza ever thrown. Yep. All right. Guys, we're going to get on out. Uh, if you have, want to find us on Twitter, we're at Dan D'Antoni. On Facebook, we're Dan D'Antoni Sports. Send us an email. We're Dan D'Antoni Sports at gmail.com. So for Dan, Dan, Tony, and Dan, have a good night. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.